0: This is an AMI podcast.
1: I'm Kelly McDonald.
0: I'm Ramia Amadin and this is Kelly and Ramia. Every Monday here on Kelly and Company we get into some deep discussions about rights and Usually, when Danielle's on the show, regardless, we we get to some deep discussion uh, about rights anyway. So it started in segment one, uh, and now we're going to have a more formal conversation about things that are going on. So let's get into some Know Your Rights with myself, Ramia Amadon, and Danielle McLaughlin.
1: Let's examine questions that can't be answered by a simple yes or no. Join me, Danielle McLaughlin, when we talk about how freedoms collide on Know Your Rights.
0: So, Danielle, the focus is going to be on changing health information. And this is because, yet again, governments are changing the requirements set out to protect us from the continuous pandemic. And yet again, we have some important questions to ask about these changes. So let's talk about this case. Um in the case of a disabled child in residential care uh, went to court recently. So, can you tell us about this?
1: Yeah, it's in in my view, this this case really tells you something about the um, conflict between uh, what people used to call group rights and individual rights. Uh, this the the story is about a, a, a young lad who has multiple disabilities, and he is living in residential care. His family, however, visits him very regularly and they're responsible um, for making medical decisions and other decisions on on his behalf. The residential care facility decided that um, they could not allow uh, his family to visit during COVID, that it would be too great a risk for him and for the other residents in the the care facility. But they offered um, like Zoom meetings with the family and other uh, kinds of contact where the family wouldn't actually physically be there. Now, this is a child who really has very, he's he's nonverbal. He uh, is not able to necessarily focus on a screen. And the family said that he was being discriminated against by the home where he was because they were not accommodating his disability. They were not um, providing what his needs were specifically. The uh, human rights tribunal agreed with the family. They said that uh, the, you know, that, that this child needed to be accommodated in the way in which his particular disability required. The, you um, residential care facility disagreed and after the decision came down from the human rights tribunal they went to court to challenge it and they said um, that actually their primary uh, purpose was to protect all the residents in the the care facility which they could not do if this child's if they made an exception for this child's family um, even though that might be what he needed it would actually endanger the others um and the court agreed with uh the residential facility to say that this was this was the the purpose and you can see that you really have a conflict of rights here you have the the family who says we know what our child needs he needs to be able to touch us he needs needs to be able to know that we're in the room with him and that this is critical for his proper care and for his enjoyment of life the facility he says yeah we understand that you know he he's an important person but so is everybody else in, in the facility and our primary purpose here is to make sure that everybody I- is okay um, and we know that during the height of COVID, that residential facilities of many kinds, particularly those for seniors, uh, cut off visits and they made um, masking, uh, you know, for all staff, vaccination for all staff and, and for residents crucial. So this was um, something Don't that miss happened.
0: do a minute of Kelly and Company. We'll something be happening. Back.
1: Oops, <laughs> you're still, we're okay. still here, Danielle. Okay, I wasn't sure whether I had been, you know, booted off the now air. You weren't booted <laughs> no. off. Okay. okay, okay. Well, yeah. Uh, last week, um, last Wednesday, actually, the uh, Ministry of Health very, very quietly lifted requirements for masking in seniors' care facilities, so that. Um, You know, they didn't make a big announcement. Now, you have to understand that what is happening right now with COVID, this pandemic is not over. Uh, In fact, it is on the rise in certain areas. And we do know that seniors remain, and others who live in residential care, remain very vulnerable. And yet, for political reasons, seemingly, the government has said, no, you don't really need to uh, mask any longer this is despite what we know about this particular um pandemic about COVID-19 it is airborne um, if we have the situation where this the, the family of this child has been told um you know sorry it's way too important to protect all the residents of of his care facility, so you don't get an exemption for his particular uh, disabilities and his needs. And then the government turns around and says, oh, by the way, we don't need to mask any longer when we visit people. And, you know, up to four people at a time can be in a resident's room visiting and, um, you know, everything's just fine, thank you very much. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we are really being given very conflicting Messages at the moment, so you know how one of the questions we we have to ask when we look at a case like the the one of this child is that you know how else can a family like his deal with this kind of conflict? Are there other ways of uh, of going about things, and what do we say about how policies are being made? Should we say that that policies when they deal with accommodation should look only at the individual needs of each person separately, or should we be saying, well, we can't do that. It's just too onerous to, to look at each individual person's needs. We need to look at the community as a whole. So, you know, this it goes back and forth like a yo-yo. Um, you know, the, the, the family really wants what is best for their child And obviously, as a resident in this particular uh, care facility, they understand that what is best for the care facility will have a strong impact on what is best for their child. And yet these things may not agree with one another. And. We have to ask, is it politics? Is it science? Or what are the primary um, values that we need to look at? And I I just want to set out right here, there is no right answer to this. Um, When a court makes a decision, uh, that decision becomes something we must abide by. It doesn't become something we agree with necessarily. You are perfectly free to disagree with a government with what a court has to say. Um, And you can change these things using the processes that we have in democracies. So, you know, if the family um, sees the court decision and says, you know, I think the court has made a a wrong decision here. It's our child's needs that are primary that we really need to have the care facility look after. Um, And If it means that we can take all the precautions that are necessary, we'll gown, we'll wear masks, we'll, you know, come in the back door if if that's helpful. We'll see our child in a separate room that is not accessible to other people who live in that facility. You know, we'll do whatever we can to protect everybody, but we will not um, fail to come in to visit him because this is something that is so important to his care and his development and his sense of, of, um, of you know, who he is, uh, of how he is to be valued. Should we say that or should we say, you know, rules is rules, as, as, you know, they used to say in schools, just because something is a rule doesn't mean it's right. And, you know, we really need to understand the science. If somebody says to you, you may not do this because of safety, you're going to want to ask, well, how does that impact on safety and whose safety does this impact on? So when the government decided last week to lift all of the requirements for masking in um, in long-term care homes, should we have been saying, um, well, my particular relative is highly vulnerable, you know, has a pre-existing condition and therefore I feel that you've created a situation for my relative that makes them, um, you know, that endangers their their health and their safety. Or should we say, well, the government says that uh, COVID isn't as serious now that everybody's being vaccinated and um, you can still wear a mask if you want to. We just can't require anyone to be masked and that's good enough that uh, this is as good as as far as we're planning to reach when it comes to protecting um the people who live here are you going to say well that's all very well for the people in quotes but when it comes to my family member it's not good enough Mm -hmm. You, you can see that we go back and forth over this so you know these are conflicting messages um One of the issues that that I found concerning before we started realizing that COVID is now again on the rise is it was very hard to get data on what the actual uh, numbers were like. And as you yourself have pointed out, Ramya, um, it's not that easy to get tests all the time. And the tests that people are getting for COVID tend to be the ones that you do at home. And these are not reported into any particular uh, government data collection. So you may know that you've had COVID three times. Your doctor may not know that. Right. And and public health may not know that. It may be something that you've just managed to deal with on your own. And that's the end of of the story. Only when you end up in hospital, God forbid any of us, you know, ends up in hospital, but you know if if you do end up in hospital then you're a data point and that information is collected so we can see uh hospitalizations we can see numbers of covid patients in the icu and we can see deaths but when it comes to actual numbers of of people with covid we don't really know so when the government decided to lift precautions in schools, so children are not required to wear masks, teachers are not required to wear masks. We've all heard stories about children whose families want them to be masked, but the other kids are making fun of them for for wearing masks, or the, or they're you know they're being told oh you, that's silly you don't need that any longer. Um, we don't know the data coming out of schools because no one's collecting it. We so you know if if the science says in order to make a scientific decision and and in, we need to be well informed and in order to be well informed we need to collect data, and the government says well you know on the whole we look at wastewater, and um, you know when the wastewater uh, uh, um, tests for COVID are way up then we can assume that there's that there's a problem, there's a bit of a lag time here and. The question is: Could my family member, or could I, have been prevented from becoming ill if it were known that there was an ongoing problem and we should be doing something about it? We should be wearing masks. It's you know we should be having HEPA filters in classrooms. Um, these things might be inconvenient, but they're nowhere near as inconvenient as becoming critically ill. Uh, that's very inconvenient. So, you know, when we go back to the story of, of the child in in the care home, I don't know if that's the end of the story. I don't know if the family plans to appeal the court's decision or not. Um, if we, as people who live in the communities, ask questions about on what basis are decisions being made, whose best interests are we putting first, I think we're going to have a clearer picture. But as long as media keeps us from knowing the data, um, as long as the data aren't being collected, uh, we're in some difficulty. Um, so I'm going to ask you, Ramiya, what do you think we should do to protect ourselves when we're being confused by what seem to be mm. conflicting messages?
0: Well, as conflicting as it is, Danielle, I think the most important uh, aspect is to keep informed, right? And keep informed, as you've been pointing out, of the rules um, that are out there, because it's more frustrating um, when you've not understood or accepted that these are the the changes that have happened. And uh, it can probably lead you into some trouble and unfortunately like you said we don't always agree with what is happening but because it's so changeable like the the environment itself um of living through covid as is, is the biggest example um it's unfortunately you know like we're learning as we go people are making decisions whether we agree with them or not as we go and we're still just now getting into what we could even accept as you know long term information right or mm-hmm. findings yeah.
1: yeah yeah so you know are, are we happy with uh you know what some have said is good enough information to be honest with you the the first data that i was able to find and i was searching for it through all of the canadian media the first data was from the new york times on on canada wow and i thought wow you know how is it that they are getting access to world, they had. I mean, it wasn't the only country they were reporting on, but they, you know, they were uh, reporting on Canada among other countries. And I'm thinking, well, they seem to know an awful lot more than, um, you know, than our local media is reporting. Should we be, should we be doing something about this? So, you know, I, I think that that we really just need to keep ourselves informed. We need to find out what is the best way to protect those who are vulnerable. In our communities, and if the rule says you don't have to worry about that, you have to worry about that, yeah, absolutely,
0: Danielle, always uh learning something here on know your rights and considering considering information in different perspectives. Thank you so much for bringing this to us
1: thank you, Ramya
0: danielle mclaughlin joining us for No Year rights and also co-hosting the show along with me today after the break we're going to come back wrap up the show and find out some of what's happening on tomorrow's shows on ami audio um but we've got lots and lots for you to highlight or check out as we highlight for you on your favorite podcast platform from today's show we'll be right back